0: I'm Bill Mick with WMMB Radio in Melbourne, Florida, where we have a governor that will actually stand for what's right. My show airs mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern. Every day we discuss news, politics, and social issues that impact us all. Tuesdays in our 8 o'clock hour, Dave joins me for something we call Dave Does History, where Dave brings us events from our past that contain lessons for right now. To listen live, find WMMB on the iHeartRadio app. Or catch up with us, the Space Coast Morning Conversation, and our podcast at BillMick.com. That's M-I-C-K, like E-Y Mouse, except we still get the genders binary, unlike the corporate wonks at the Mouse House. On Friday mornings, I like to drive Ben to school. It just it gives us a chance, I guess I should say another chance, to kind of spend a few minutes together. It's a much more relaxed time. Uh, the traffic is really light. And it just gives us a chance to have some breakfast and kind of chat about some things. And it gives Ben a chance to ask me questions that are typically Benjamin-esque, I guess, is the best way to describe them. This morning, he shows me a picture of the United States with all the borders, and he says, the circles, and there's a bunch of red circles on it, are the borders that don't make any sense. So I pointed to one of them, and I said, why doesn't that one make any sense? He says, the Oklahoma panhandle. He says, why isn't that part of Texas? I said, Ben, therein lies a tale. It used to be part of Texas, but dot, dot, dot. And I started to tell him the story of the bonds and the sale of those bonds during the Civil War and so forth and so on. And after a couple of minutes of my rambling on, he looked at me and said, You are making this unnecessarily complicated. Way too complicated, he said. And I started laughing because my son thinks my history stories are too complicated. Not sure how to react to that, I guess. I I don't know. But at any rate, he, uh, he was not satisfied with my story. And so I said to him, well, the upshot of the whole case was, that you can't secede from the union. That's what the Supreme Court decided as a result of Texas giving up land, part of which became the Oklahoma panhandle. He just shook his head and went on to the next topic, which in this case happened to be whether I prefer cumulus clouds or lenticular clouds. I told you some of the conversations we have are kind of strange. The thing I like about his questions, though, is they start me thinking, and, of course, after I drop him off, I'm thinking the whole way back about this idea that succession is settled law. The Supreme Court has said the union is permanent and it can't be changed. And, of course, in the context of what's going on in in our country today with settled law being changed, It kind of made me wonder, you know, I wonder if at some point secession might become constitutional. There's there's an interesting thought process here, an interesting thought pattern that I found myself in, which is this idea that settled law is a myth. There's no such thing as settled law. It doesn't exist. It never has existed. When you think about the process by which our country has reached the point where it is today if law had been settled once and for all we never would have been able to reach this we never would have been able to accomplish the things that we've we've accomplished as a nation or going forward there are supreme court cases in this country which You could apply the concept of settled law to. They are cases that have not been overturned by the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court has not reversed itself. And they are appalling cases. The Dred Scott case, where the Supreme Court ruled that African Americans could never be citizens, their slavery is just fine, has technically never been reversed by the court. Now, in fairness, it has been reversed by law. We passed the 13th and 14th Amendments, and we did away with that concept in the 15th Amendment as well. We did away with those concepts constitutionally. So there was actually no need for the Supreme Court to undo that decision. But there are other decisions, I think specifically of Korematsu, the 1940s era Decision by the Supreme Court, which legitimized President Roosevelt's internment camps. When he interred Japanese citizens in camps, one might say concentration camps, as a precaution against, uh, you know, sabotage and that sort of thing. Stuff that he had no actual proof was going to happen. But he just locked up a bunch of citizens into camps and said, and the Supreme Court went along with it. That decision is still, quote-unquote, settled law. It has never been overturned. Oh, it's been repudiated. It's been called repugnant by members of the Supreme Court. But no decision that they have rendered has overturned or reversed the Korematsu decision. And so you you, you can actually argue that it is still settled law. That it's okay for the government of the United States to imprison people, to inter them as a defensive measure. Do you think that would fly today? I don't, but until they actually do it again, I don't know that you're ever going to have a case to to overturn it. In fact, Justice Roberts, I guess a few years ago, was bemoaning the fact that they couldn't overturn it because they don't really have a case to, to overturn it. But it's such a bad decision. That we have to repudiate. This idea of Roe being overturned is, well, it's problematic in a lot of ways. But it's less about abortion and more about politics than anything else. Look, we could do a show where we sit here and talk about the morality, the immorality of of abortion. I'm not going to do that. I've told you already, abortion is not the hill I'm going to die on. I'm, it's, it's, I'm not going to change anybody's mind. You are not going to change anybody's mind. Somebody who's made up their mind to be pro-abortion is going to be pro-abortion. People who have made up their mind to be pro-life are going to be pro-life. And, and you, you can't mix them together. I'm sorry. You, you can't change them. Oh, here and there, an individual... But corporately, this country is not going to change its mind. It, it, it's not going to happen. My position on abortion is exactly the same as my position on gay marriage. If you don't want one, don't get one. At the same time, don't tell me what I can and can't do. That's my position on a lot of things. That said this concept that Roe is settled law or was settled law or still is settled law because we don't know yet is flying in the face of tradition and the fact that this country moves forward. Why? Because times change and we are changed by the times and things that a hundred years ago would have been repugnant, repellent. And, you know, the Supreme court would have said absolutely not today are acceptable and norm. The frightening thing to me here about this row overturn is that it's more political than anything else. It's being used as a political weapon by both sides. And we are already seeing discussions about court packing. We've already seen those discussions, but now they're going to take on new urgency. Supreme Court packing in order to quote unquote prevent unquote outrageous decisions to control things better to turn the Supreme Court from a deliberative body as to the constitutionality of a given law into a democracy making law. That's seemingly the goal here. And it worries me because where does it end up? I guarantee you, folks. Not only are we going to see this court packing thing, but I guarantee you there are still moves to legally delegitimize, delegitimize, sorry, uh, the presidency of Donald Trump. And should those efforts succeed, you will see a move. I guarantee you, you will see this move to immediately invalidate the three nominees that he made to the Supreme Court. I, that's coming. Why, why do you think they're pushing so hard still after, after Donald Trump is out of office to continue to try and erase him? That said, there are some other problems here. And we need to keep in mind, particularly those of us on the conservative side, we need to keep in mind that repealing Roe v. Wade isn't going to change anything. You know, overturning Roe v. Wade is not going to change whether or not abortion is available in this country. It's not. It might restrict it in some places. but Believe me, California, Washington, Oregon, New York, other states, Illinois, it's going to turn it into an abortion mill. It's going to be an abortion vacation site. People are going to travel there just so that they can have abortions. It's already starting. Our governor up here is zero, out the other day making speeches about it. But if Roe v. Wade can be overturned, and I maintain that it can be because there is no such thing as settled law. Every law can be changed. Every law can be repealed. Every law can be reinterpreted at any moment. And as times change and we are changed by the times, that's normal and correct. But if every decision can be reversed, what about the decisions that we liked? What happens when the Supreme Court changes its general alignment? And another gun rights case comes before the Supreme Court. Is McDonald settled law? Can that be overturned? I made that argument some years ago about, you know, people wanting to overturn McDonald. Well, if Roe is settled law, then why isn't McDonald? Do I have an individual right to keep and bear arms? Yes or no? That's the concern that we should be having right now. Nothing is settled law, but rather than think about the process, we would rather react to the process and create more democracy and more insanity than more measured response and thought processes. Now, there's one other item here that occurred to me as I was driving this morning back from Ben. And and for the record, uh, I had videoed this whole thing. This is the third take of this show. I had videotaped the whole thing. And for some reason, my vaunted technology failed me and my iPhone dumped it. So I'm trying to reconstruct this in my head. But the the other consideration that I had, and we talked about this on Wednesday's show. So this decision has apparently been made. It's apparently a sharply divided 5-4 court. It's in the process of being written, but has not been released. Therefore, it is not yet an actual Supreme Court ruling. What happens if this whole decision is written, made, written, the censor written, which will no doubt be far more read than the decision itself. And say, late May, early June, before it gets released, one of the conservative justices who voted to overturn Roe, it passes away. Right? What happens then? Well, as we know, the decision then goes in the shredder and the lower court ruling stands, which, of course, upholds Roe, and we're right back where we started again. There are a lot of issues going on here. There are a lot of moving parts to this whole thing. But at the end of the day, the most important thing that we need to learn right now is that there is no such thing as settled Hi, this is Justine. Bringing you late night talk for those that go to bed early. Listen to my podcast, What's Justine Thinking, every Wednesday and Friday on Anchor and Spotify.